Okay, hello everybody and welcome to this week's uh, blockchain podcast. Uh, for this week's uh, guest, I'm delighted to, to have David Roach, who's the Director of Fintech Services and Head of Corporate Social Responsibility for Primerica Services in Ireland. David has written a number of taught leadership papers on fintech and the introduction of new disruptive technologies with the potential to reshape the financial landscape. Hello, David. Hello, Trevor. How are you? Thank you. Not too bad at all. Thank you for coming uh, this week uh, on the podcast, David. I suppose just to kick off with the, uh, with our questions here, if you could provide a bit of background about yourself, David, and to identify what fintech means to you. Well, thank you very much again, uh, Trevor. Uh, I suppose my background um, is I'm, God, I hate to say it, I'm 30 years in the fintech industry. But I suppose I should really say and clarify that I'm 30 years in the financial services industry. Um, before the 2008 financial crash, uh, fintech really wasn't a buzzword. It was all about financial services and technology services. There was no marriage really there as such. And I suppose I really want to differentiate the difference between, we'll say, technology and automation. So uh, after the um, 2008 uh, financial crash, I became aware of how lacking financial services was in the technology field and um, how sleepy the financial services has been for the last, I suppose, 20 years before that. Now, whilst I was in the financial services, it was a great understanding of getting to know all of the products, understanding how treasury worked, understanding how asset management and wealth management work and the whole corporate uh, lending world. Um, so I had a very good understanding of that background. And that was really, I suppose, uh, my first love, the whole area of asset management and wealth management and the whole area of fund management. But after the crash, I suppose what happened really was the technology um, players in the field looked at why uh, the financial services was, was such a sleepy sector as such and became very dominant in our world. And they looked at the areas that they could try and progress very, very quickly, immediately. And the technology world, I mean, the likes of the of the um, Microsofts, the likes of Google, the likes of Facebook, you know, uh, Apple, uh, all of these big tech companies, they decided to look at Amazon as well. They decided to look what could they could do and how could they do e-commerce better uh, than the present um, I suppose, financial services world. And that's when I became alive to the word fintech. And really, if to answer your question directly, what is fintech? Fintech really is the marriage of financial services and technology services coming together as one uh, for the greater glory. And the greater glory in this case is the customer expectations. And um, whilst I might have had a very, very good understanding and uh, perhaps you could say a leader in the field in the fin world, I had to become aware of what the tech world was all about and how much it was going to eat the lunch of the fin world uh, in the next number of years. So I really describe fintech as, as, as three levels. Fintech sort of version one was from the financial crash to, to about 2015 when we came out, when we were starting to come out at the other side. Uh, and fintech two really was 2015 to 2020, where the dominant players in the technology world started to um, move away from proof of concept and execute uh, real good uh, 
technology advances in the financial services world. And then I would classify today, we have FinTech 3, the emergence of FinTech 3, which is sort of like 2020 to 2022. Now, um, okay, COVID has come in in the last uh, 10 months, and we have seen a complete new dynamic in whereby the hybrid model of remote working and how technology has driven that to a new level. Uh, I suppose you could nearly turn around and say that's FinTech 4. But uh, what we're seeing today is the progression of FinTech. And the final comment I'd make in this question, Trevor, is we're seeing FinTech fusion working uh, at a level that we never saw uh, how that was going to work before. Uh, FinTech fusion in relation to the whole digitalization and sustainability, how enterprises and industry and academic leaders and others alike, how they will all play a role uh, uh, going forward, uh, because there's many, many new dynamics coming on board. And which technology does one get more savvy on now? Or is it a question that all technologies are part of the future? So that's probably a bit of a long-winded answer, but it'll give you an understanding of where FinTech has arrived from and where it's going to. Fantastic. And uh, just for our um, listeners, could you just briefly describe what fintech or sorry, def, uh, technological fusion is, um, David? Well, yeah. I mean, um, there, there's, there's all sorts of, um, I suppose, understandings today that technology is one of the key drivers in all businesses, uh, and it is. And technology will be, for the foreseeable future, a key driver in all businesses. And why is that? And in, in my opinion, it's because of the fusion of what technology has offered. And if anyone is writing a strategic document today or anyone's writing a, a strategy platform for the leaders of their company to understand, uh, technology is going to be hugely, uh, it's going to be a huge part of that. And what I mean by fusion is, I mean that there is no technology anymore that's going to be out on its own and stay on its own and be in isolation and be ahead of the posse. I believe that technologies now will work with each other in order for uh, in, in, in order for each technology to be part of the new uh, sort of tech ecosystem. Uh, what I mean by that is if you look at, we'll say a number of years ago, when FinTech started to establish itself as, as a real sector, uh, blockchain came in as uh, one of the uh, more appropriate new disruptive technologies that was taking heed of all of the new uh, areas that it could uh, operate in. Now, today, blockchain is not working on its own anymore. Today, blockchain is going to work with AI. It's going to work with ML. It's going to work with IoT. It's going to work with many different uh, technologies. So really, to describe that, I would describe that as usually the word using the word fusion. And it's imperative for us to understand that if you navigate the future of work going forward, you have to understand what the future work is going to be. You have to understand the environment in which the future work is working in. Um, and that's what I mean really by, by technology fusion. It's really about no uh, technology leading in, in any way, shape, or form. Yes, you can have specialization in any of the different technologies. You can be specializing in AI and specializing in ML and IoT, A or V or whatever you want. But I really feel there is going to be uh, a, a smart uh, uh, company or a smart individual or a smart sector that's going to say, listen, 
it's about the fusion of technologies that's going to be the uh, way forward. Thanks a million for that, David. And I suppose for me, a, 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 an important aspect of any technology or technological change are the social, te- social, socio-technical aspects. So can I ask you two questions here, a parts A and a B? Number one, how are people driving the change? And number two, how are people adapting to this change? Um, I mean, great, great question. I, I, change is, is really, uh, there's, there's several reasons. I mean, um, but let's take a couple. Change is acceleration so fast um, that we really have to pivot and we have to be able to pivot. And we have to have a strategy that allows us to pivot so that we don't have to sort of reinvent the wheel when we're writing new, a new strategic document. Um, Change is acceleration so fast in the world of business, and it's changing so fast in in all aspects of our life. If you look at uh, the simple, we'll say, uh, mobility that we've all had in the last 10 months, if you look at, we'll say, autonomous cars, if you look at what's happening globally, if you look at what's happening in people's careers, uh, if you look at what's happening in academia where people are saying you need to upskill now because online learning is in because there's so much change happening you need to be aware of what that change is so change is something that we're going to have to embrace and and work on as if it was uh, something that we're going to enjoy not a, not it's not going to be a hindrance to us going forward we we need to understand why change is uh, so important in our lives, particularly in the, in the area of, say, technology changes. And nobody is writing a strategic document anymore for three to four or five years. Nobody. And I say that because um, 25 years ago, I was writing a strategic document uh, as a three-year plan or a four-year plan. Th- that can't happen today unless you have pivot all over it because changing the change is happening so dramatically quickly it could change within three months. Um, so it's very important that we understand uh, why um, that is happening. And it's really down to the the, the whole area of, of the future of work and, and in the future of now, if you understand me, that which is part of the future of work. Um, so whilst I, I, I say technology is a huge aspect of all of that, I still believe, I still believe, and I want to reiterate this, that the future is human. It is not about just technology. The future is human. Yes, technology is a massive driving force behind all of our, we've often heard it said, behind the whole fourth industrial revolution. There are many important factors reshaping our work. The the trends are already um, out there for everyone to see. Um, But if you look at um, why the future is human. You must look at things like leadership qualities. Um, and, and I say that um, because y- y- you cannot, technology will not, te- 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 technology will not uh, come to bear under the, under the following, what I would call six leadership trends or the new leadership trends that are out there. You know, passion is number one. Uh, persistence is number two intellectual honesty is number three being a big thinker you know a big picture thinker is number four having a certain degree of intellectual humility is number five and having empathy is number six there's no technology in the world that will replace that so you've got uh, to rethink what leadership adds today leadership really connects the technology to the world of work and uh, and leadership is 
perhaps more than ever now, I, I would say leadership comes under sort of four degrees. It comes under the whole area of being a social leader to understand how people and society works. And uh, that would be number one. The whole area of economic leadership, uh, the concerns of, you know, what does the new technology, what impact does the new technologies have on our economic uh, lifestyles? And then there is the whole area of, 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 of technology leadership um, being responsible for new technologies as a leader, um, understanding the, the transparency needed in new technologies today so that people are fully under, are fully on, understand where you're going to and coming from. And finally, and you won't hear this that often, but I believe this is huge, the whole area of environmental leadership. And that's why when you mentioned there a second ago about the changing the financial landscape, the whole environmental leadership is changing the financial landscape. You only have to look at climate change today. You only have to look at the amount of climate bills that are being brought into different countries and governments now to exercise where we're going for the next um, you know, 10 years. Um, so these are terribly important uh, points and they should they should be right up there in everyone's agenda. Um, and everybody can be a leader um, because everybody can understand all of those small, small points that I just mentioned. But the, in, in the consequence of a big picture, leadership is massive and technology will never, ever able to erode that. You'll have to, leaders will have to use technology. That's fantastic, David. I suppose you mentioned the skill of leadership. What are the other core skills that are going to be important for this future world um, embracing these new technologies, which is moving at quite a quick pace? Um, well, um, I suppose one of the one of the I suppose the, if when you marry people and culture together in any business or any walk of life, you've got people who are leading and you've got culture, which is something that is terribly important for any particular business. So, you know, when you look at the, some of the skills I've said there for, um, for, for leaders, leaders will have to have a certain degree of uh, empathy and why people and culture need to knit, need to understand uh, how you're going to deliver leadership going forward. Um, and in any type of business transformation or in any type of journey, um, you're bringing people and you're bringing the culture of that organization with you. And that's terribly important. So uh, I would say, you know, you under 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 the under the areas of people and culture, you've got, you know, what does the customer want? What is the business insights? Um, and then under people and culture, you might say, what is our vision? What is our strategy uh, for for the future? Uh, number three, you might say, you know, what is our business architecture going to be like? Uh, will our culture, will our people be able to deliver that? And then I would say one of the things that leaders will have to do today is to be agile, is to to understand what agile means to understand you, you you won't get the old leader that never leaves his office and everyone comes into him. You will get the leader that's that's on the floor. You will get the leader that understands the architecture and the people and the culture of the organization. So it's very much a collaborative effort. 
Thank you, David. And that brings a conclusion to uh, this um, podcast. I'd like to thank David for providing his valuable time, for providing these really cogent insights. And um, thank you, David. Not at all, Trevor. Thank you very much indeed. And uh, look forward to catching up again soon.